Hello and welcome to Daybreak, the show where fun ideas and occupations come to life. This week we will hear a quote from Ansel Adams, interview photographer Jen Lucas, and after the break, learn about what happens when two emus walked into a bar. Enjoy listening! It is now time for a quote of the week to inspire you and get you thinking. As you listen today, try to find the message the person is trying to give us. Maybe write it down and share it with someone you know or someone you trust. This week's quote is from a photographer, Ansel Adams. He said, you don't make a photograph just with a camera. You bring to the act of photography all the pictures you've seen, the books you've read, the music you've heard, the people you have loved. Wow. That quote has a lot of meaning. What message stood out to you? Keep thinking as we listen to an interview with Jen Lucas and learn all about her job as a photographer. Hi, Jen. Hi. So for our first question, how did you get into this profession? Was there anyone or anything that inspired you? Mm, that's a great question. So I started um, I, with my very first camera when I was 10. And um, a couple of years after that, a book came out called mm -hmm. A Day in the Life of America. And it was done by the National Geographic. Yeah. And it started with, I think, like 5 a.m. And there were photographers that were spread out all over the country. This was 1986. Cool. And every photographer took a picture from across the country. So this whole book is filled with real-life photographs from sunup wow. to sundown. And I was obsessed with this book. I still have it. And it just kind mm -hmm. of started me on this trajectory toward just loving photography and real life. Yeah. Um, and then I did a lot in high school, and then I switched gears and became a first-grade teacher for years. And... Then I kind of swung back to photography um, like 15, 16 years ago. So it was kind of a big little roller coaster. Yeah. Um, what kind of photography do you like to do the most? Are there different kinds of photography? Oh, yes. There's so many different kinds. You have, um, there's like wedding photographers and portrait photographers and landscape and wildlife and sports and street and Mm -hmm. fashion and architecture and now there's drone and there's so many different varieties of photography but really what kind of makes my heart sing is a real small genre called family documentary and it's kind of taking that real life approach that you would see in uh, journalism like in newspapers mm -hmm. and magazines but applying it to our family life, private family life yeah Cool. Yeah, it's fun. Mm -hmm. How do you balance your work and your family and outside life at the same time? <laughs> well, so you know when when you have a like a newborn at home and the baby might not be eating real well, or maybe it's a toddler, and they say, "Well, don't look at how much your child is eating in a day. Look at it over." a week and you know then you'll know if your 
child is really getting enough nutrition. But if you really kind of zero down on a day-to-day basis, you know, it may not look like your your child is eating enough. And I I remember that really well. And I kind of apply the same thing to balancing life and work is that we don't have a certain balance every single day Mm -hmm. with this kind of job. There, I have busy seasons, which is usually summer and fall, and I'm crazy, crazy busy and and during those times, I just try to outsource as much as I can. I outsource things for my business. I outsource things for the family, like grocery shopping. But then life gets really quiet again. And then we can um, come home more and settle more. And like mm-hmm. winter is pretty quiet. And so like if I kind of look at the a whole year, um, you know, it may kind of balance out. But yeah, if I look definitely. at it on a day-to-day basis, especially in the summer and fall, there's no balance. <laughs> Very little. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is your favorite kind of moment to capture in one of your photos? Oh, that's a good question. So while I love a great, what would be known as like an environmental portrait where a person mm-hmm. is in their own space, but they're camera aware and they're looking at me, I, I love that. But what I really love is when I can become kind of the expression called a fly on a wall. And Mm -hmm. the family is just moving and doing things that are just all that. And they have no idea that I'm there. And I am Mm -hmm. able to capture something that is so real between them Mm -hmm. that they don't even know that they're doing. And it's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. Um, what goes into getting a photo just right? A lot. Yeah. So, I would say that, oh, there's so many things. Um, so there's a difference between a snapshot, which is mm-hmm. great, and that's probably like what we're all kind of doing with our phones, and we, we see something happening, and we're like, that's a really cool rainbow, or... You know, the the kids are in the pool and that they're splashing and that looks like fun. And so you kind of throw up your phone and, you know, and our phones today can capture some pretty good stuff. So that's what I would call like a snapshot. Mm -hmm. But I think what would really, what what really helps me is that is really the composition. And so when I'm looking for something, I... Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
just throwing up your phone and capturing a great rainbow. Yeah, definitely. Um, how has your career as a photographer changed due to COVID-19? Oh, dear. <laughs> well, I'm definitely not an essential worker. So yeah. when the governor said that we were all safer at home, um, my business completely shut down and mm-hmm. I stayed home with my family. There was still a lot of, there's still what I would call a lot of back-end work that needs to be done. There's blogging and mm-hmm. taxes and all that kind of stuff <laughs> that, kind of, that kept me busy still, but I was not able to have any sessions. So yeah. once sessions were able to start again, um, it's been different because I usually always am in the home and I am no yeah. longer in the home. Yeah. Um, we're not doing that at all. So it's been a shift to try to get um, families to agree that we'll be outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's still really important to me that we're really tied to our pictures and like the yeah. galleries that I give them. And I find that home still is the best place for that. So I'm trying to do a lot of um, like backyard mm-hmm. uh, sessions, front yard, neighborhood, you know, taking walks, places where we feel really connected. Um, so that's, that's probably the difference. And then, of course, I'm in a mask, but I don't ask the families to be in a mask because they don't want to be wearing a mask in their pictures. Yeah. So... I'm staying a lot further away. I'm not getting those close shots like I used to. So there have been some changes, but mm-hmm. we're kind of just trying to roll with the, we're trying to roll with it. Yeah. Um, what season is your favorite for taking photos? Mm. Well, I would say that, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but all the seasons have their own light. There's a different, there's a quality, like a different, almost a different color of light in each season. So that's exciting for us in the Midwest because it's always something fresh. And I have really good photographer friends in California where they're just like, it's the same thing every day. Yeah. Can you complain about 75 and sunny? They're like, there's nothing changes. So I'm mm-hmm. really grateful that we do have seasons yeah. and that I can recognize that the light is different and, you know, the, the it comes through the trees differently in the summer and when it's bare in the, in the winter, it's all different. Mm-hmm. But I would say that my favorite um, is it's probably summer and it mm-hmm. it's not because it's, it, it's not because everything is, um, like everybody loves summer, right? Yeah. But it's more that there's so much variety in what we're doing. And to me, like, that's the most important yeah. piece of it is, like, is how active we are and that we're really mm-hmm. living our lives, our best lives in Wisconsin in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your motto as a photographer? Ah, so... So what I, for my business, I created kind of like a little, I don't know if this is the same thing that you're asking, but a tagline that was called, it's called Beautifully Ordinary. And Mm -hmm. it was really to help use the same language to help draw families.
families to understanding that our our ordinary life, just what we do every single day, from brushing our teeth and washing our hands and breakfast and all of that games with the family and reading and snuggling and all of those ordinary things that we do every day is really the most beautiful thing that we have. Mm-hmm. So I created the tagline to help and when people came to my website or if they wanted to know like what I do, that it was a real quick way of just saying that we're not going to get dressed up and wear clothes that you've never worn before and go stand in a field of flowers that you've never visited and yeah. say that this is, you know, this is a, a, a mark of this time. Like I want us to be in pajamas and bedhead and kids can be cranky if they want to be cranky and like I want us to all remember how it really is because how it really is is the most beautiful part of all yeah so so that part's worked pretty well for Mm -hmm. explaining it (laughs) Um, would you recommend your job to other people um yes and no I would definitely definitely recommend it as a hobby um and I love I love my job but there and maybe this is in lots of different businesses but being a good photographer is not necessarily a good business person and those are two totally different things and so I had all of this experience that I put into building like how to be a great photographer and how to you know um use composition and uh, exposure triangle and all these like ticky tacky things about it and then it was like oh there's a whole business side of it as well so if you think that if a person can think that they can really do both things well then I would say absolutely do it because following what you love is very fulfilling Mm -hmm. but if you love photography and you hate business (laughs) I would hate for the business point to steal the joy of something that a person loves so that would be the only could be the only that would be the hard part you don't want to you know change something so that you you dislike it just Mm -hmm. because you know it's this other side that is so bah (laughs) business (laughs) side can be hard (laughs) yeah definitely um what is your definition of success Thank <laughs> you. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I learned a lot about photography, and you have some very inspiring messages. So, um, that was a great interview. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Jen and Bryn, for that awesome interview. Now it's time for the break, but when we get back, we'll learn about what happens when two emus walk into a bar. Hey everyone, we have a quick announcement to make. In last week's episode, we shared a newest story about Cleo the Golden Retriever. Well, we did a little more research, and it turns out Cleo was a yellow lab, not a golden retriever. We hope you can understand this mistake. We are very sorry. Make sure to always cross-check your research and watch out for fake news. Thank you, listeners. This is your co-host, Pippa Schrader, here with your weekly crazy news story. What do you think would happen if two emus walked into a bar? Well, chaos and a whole lot of emu poo is what happened at one fine establishment in the Australian outback called the Akara Hotel. Why hasn't this happened before? Well, as we all have been learning new things during this time of quarantine, so have Carol and Kevin, the emus, in question. They finally learned how to climb stairs, and this new ability has allowed them to walk into the hotel's pub, operated by co-owner Gary Gimblet. At first, they stole choice nuggets of food from their customers, but then one of them got behind the bar, and it went downhill from there. It's not safe to get between an emu and food. They have a sharp, strong beak, and their long neck can suck up food like a high-powered vacuum cleaner. Chris Gimblet, the co-owner, had said in an email to NPR, Since this unfortunate encounter, Gary and her husband Chris have set up a sign in front of the pub saying, Emus have been banned from this establishment for bad behavior. We put the sign up, but we weren't quite sure whether or not they'd be able to read it. Hotel co-owner Gary Gimblet had said in an interview with News 10 First Queenland, So, we've had to put a bar across there as well. The visitors also were told to replace the bar, so no troublesome emos can get through on their way up to the pub. Well, now that these emos' pub days are over, who knows what mischief they'll get into next. But the only bar they'll be walking into is the one guarding the hotel's pub. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Daybreak. We're your hosts, Bryn Campbell and Pippa Schrader. And this week we had help from John Schrader, who is away actually helping people in need, Bryn Campbell, my co-host, and, of course, Jen Lucas, who was our awesome interview today. Stay safe and make sure to wear a mask if you are not six feet away from someone. Until next time, Pippa, signing off.